Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and today is Thursday, and uh, what we're hearing around the country is it's time to be masking up again when we're going out to be around people, and even if we're vaccinated, which uh, I know the vaccination rates here in the county I live in in Illinois are high, but the number of positive cases is also rising up again pretty fast. So get your mask out, have your supplies, be very careful. Uh, take care of yourself and take care of others. That's, that's just a good practice. It's also what the Buddha taught. Just like we practice metta, we begin with ourselves and then we radiate that goodwill out to others. We need to take care of ourselves and also be taking care of others in the process. So we know what that means. So this morning, I'd like to read a little bit more in Dhamma Everywhere, and then we can have a longer time to practice including some metta for all beings in the world and ourselves. And, um, and also just some sitting and developing that quality of a calm, peaceful mind, which will then lead to that uh, focused mind or that mind of stability. So let's see where we were. We're still on, in a nutshell, with these wonderful little snippets of uh, teachings and advice. So let's see. You need to become skillful at meditating with your eyes open if you want to take this meditation into your daily life. This means becoming skillful at practicing with and learning about any object you encounter. The mind works in similar ways when it's looking and when it's listening. It is just working through two different sense doors. Are you aware that you are looking? The mind that is looking is looking. The mind that is listening is listening. When looking or listening, the mind has to pay attention to an object. If you know that you are looking, there is awareness already, and you can recognize the mind. There are countless instances during the day when you are looking. How many times have you noticed this throughout the day? Many defilements arise in relation to eye-sense objects every time you look without awareness and wisdom. The fires of defilement are burning. You need to learn how to practice while looking. You need to learn how to look with awareness. This, that, those are really good points. In our practice, in our Theravadan tradition, we close our eyes when we meditate. And he's telling us that we need to become skillful at meditating with our eyes open. Because so many defilements, re 
he says, many defilements arise in relation to eye sense objects. Every time you look with awareness wisdom, then he remind us, reminds us the fire of defilements. The fires of defilements are burning. So we need to learn how to practice while looking. <clears throat> this is another way of saying we need to learn to practice all the time. In the Satipatthana Sutta, that's the four foundations of mindfulness teaching, the Buddha gave guidance on how to speak with awareness wisdom. We only have to consider the difficulties that have arisen out of miscommunications with each other to appreciate skillful talking. While beginning yogis are initially asked to refrain from speaking, a longer-term yogi, that's a meditator, remember, ought to learn to talk with awareness wisdom. We are developing this skill for our main places of practice, the home, workplace, office, or business. No one will be practicing at a meditation center her whole life, but by learning how to practice for outside, both the mundane affairs and meditation for the supramundane can go hand in hand. When talking, beginning with an awareness of any object is fine. With further practice, you'll become aware of what is happening in the mind as well as in the body. The mind is doing its own work of talking, and you just let that happen naturally. The awareness can see how the mind is working. What is it thinking? What does the mind feel? What is it paying attention to? It's crucial to be aware of the kind of mind you are speaking with. Difficulties and suffering are a certainty in speech. Motivate, let me start again, stumbling over my tongue. Difficulties and suffering are a certainty in speech motivated by defilements, while situations work out smoothly when there is wisdom. So, shouldn't you practice to have awareness, wisdom in speaking? Who is talking? Is there a speaker? You can recognize the speaking process as another mind and body process. I know these uh, 10 day retreats he's talking about are silent retreats, but he's talking about moving beyond that. You know, we have to learn how to speak without defilement. We learn, we need, we need to practice that as well. But even the weekend retreats that, that, that I put on with my friend Donna, those are weekend retreats and they're called moving into silence. So we begin with an evening of talking and then we're silent until the last few hours. And uh, that's, we feel like that's really what a lot of people need just to be able to relax, is to uh, lift the demands of speaking and trying to be practicing and trying to be uh, having some kind of restorative experience. So, the, but speech is critically, whoa, sorry about that. Speech is critically important. So we need to be 
aware of our speech 24-7. So you can, it's good to have those practices where you can be in silence, but, but that's, not, uh, that's not what we're going to be using the rest of our life. We're not going to be living in silence. You walk back to your room from the Dhamma Hall. When do you have the intention to open the door? Some people have their keys ready in their hands on the walkway, while others have it ready by the stairs. Do you know you are going up the stairs? When you open the door, how much of the door opening process do you know? What are you hearing? Can you be aware of what you are hearing if your attention is only on opening a door? That's why I say you need this expansive awareness. We can all do that if you think about when you're uh, maybe leaving your home and locking the doors, or going to your car and opening the car, or opening the trunk, getting into the car, That's expansive awareness, to be aware of those things. Some people spend lots of energy for their sitting meditation only to let go of everything, including awareness, when they get up. Momentum dies right then and there. We've all seen that in a Dhamma Hall when we finish the meditation and get up and then see someone that we haven't seen in a long time or someone we want to talk to and that can be that can be when the momentum is lost or it can carry on there too if we're still using that wisdom awareness what does it mean without a break this is the most important part of this practice how much are you aware of as you get up from sitting meditation When does the intention to get up arise? What else do you know? Are you aware of your body turning? Do you know your body turning? You move, shift, push off, get up, then what? Do you look around at other people in the Dhamma Hall? Please work to understand the value of a mind filled with awareness and wisdom. What is the state of a mind that has this awareness wisdom? What is the state of mind that is awake and alert? Are you able to distinguish different mental states? A yogi reported, I've been observing this painful sensation for over an hour now and the pain increases, but my meditation does not improve. I'm going around in circles. Right now this yogi is paying attention for an hour. If she is fully aware that she is paying attention for one hour, wouldn't this yogi have built up sati, which is mindfulness, and samadhi, which is focus mind, stable mind, in that time period? In this case, lobha, looks for a specific result. So lopa is the greed. For example, for this painful situation to go away. 
when things don't turn out as she had hoped or wanted, the yogi thinks she is not progressing in meditation. Can faith and confidence increase with this way of thinking? Or will there be disappointment? This kind of wrong thinking, considered wrong attitude, wrong frame of mind, wrong attention, is motivated by defilements in the underlying ideas. Alternatively, if this yogi viewed this one hour as one where sati, samadhi, and panya, wisdom, were developing, that becomes right attitude, right frame of mind, and right attention. This is how confidence in oneself and faith in the practice grows. Please consider the yogi's statement, how do we measure our progress in meditation? The development of sati, samadhi, panya, and an increase in wholesome states of mind and a decrease in defilements is progress in dhamma. Remember, those defilements are our attitudes, are our thoughts that are wrapped up in those three poisons, greed, hatred, or delusion. One yogi related that his sitting meditation was improving day by day, and so he wanted to sit more frequently for longer periods. Why does this yogi think this way? Actually, what should happen is that instead of wanting to sit more, the yogi should want to practice more consistently and continuously in any posture. Instead, the yogi connected the good meditation to the sitting and so paid more attention to the posture. It's difficult to recognize the mind at work when paying more attention to the object and to what is, pa- what is happening. mistaken, so that yogi wanted to uh, sit longer instead of paying attention for more of his day. Off the the cushion and on the cushion. Mistaken ideas regarding meditation come from not being able to see the workings of the observing mind. We may not recognize the pleasant feelings or what we may consider good sittings are all effects resulting from their own causes and conditions, which we fail to notice. Only the kind of wisdom that has an expansive, aerial, bird's eye view of both mind and objects happening together and their processes is able to understand cause and effects relationships. Wisdom further builds up and strengthens with each new understanding that completes the picture. So, it's a lot to digest, so let's sit together. Let that just begin circulating. So remember, the object is not the important thing. It's what's going on in the mind and in the body as we observe the object, 
whatever the object is. That can be whatever arises in the body. That can be something that comes to us through our sense doors. We can observe our reactions to it. But to see, to understand that the causes and conditions create certain uh, pleasant experiences, especially in our sitting meditation, uh, we're not looking at the we're not looking at the whole picture. So if you've been worried that you're not meditating long enough or sitting long enough, think about the quality of your practice over the quantity of it. So just begin to observe the body breathing. Allow your body to calm down. Allow your thoughts to come and go. Allow them to arise and then allow them to pass away. You can open your eyes or you can close your eyes. You can think of your sitting meditation as your closed eyes practice and the rest of your day can be your open eye, open eyes practice. with the rise and fall of each breath. Be aware of your body relaxing, 
With each exhale, feel your shoulders move down. Be aware of your breath either around your nostrils or you can observe your breath as you notice your belly rising and falling. Rising on the inhale, contracting on the exhale. Be aware of everything in your environment. Closing our eyes is just to cut down on some of that visual distraction. Whatever is arising within you can be an object for your practice. You can observe it. You may notice if there's a feeling of discomfort or tension or pain. Be aware of how you're feeling about it. There's a feeling of pleasantness, unpleasantness, or either neutral or you just, you don't know which.
You can be aware of thoughts arising about what you're feeling in your body or pulling you towards it with some kind of craving or if you're angry, upset about how you're feeling. see if you can just be with it without having feelings of either greed or aversion. So I see that you can continue to be mindful in observing and investigating and think of having that aerial view of your world. Let your vision get wider and uh, practice those mindful moments when you go to your to lock something up, your front door, your car door, be aware of your movements and what you're doing. Just keep that awareness plus wisdom as part of your just ongoing, ongoing position for the day. May peace be with you. May you be well. May you be content. May you live in peace inside and out. And may everything we do and think and say, be done not only for our benefit, but also remembering it is also being done for the benefit of all other beings. So thank you. I'll see you tomorrow.